This week, Beck and Soda's podcast comes to you with love. Thanks to the Hospital Research Foundation Group, fighting for cures and improved care in over 50 areas of disease and illness. Together, let's support life-changing medical research to save lives. SAFM's Beck and Soda. Good morning. Uh, how are we, Soda? I'm dark and stormy, Beck. Oh, like when the I weather. look outside, that's how my mood feels right now. How are you? Oh, this the roads are very wet out there. Mm. Yesterday was the most chaotic experience I've ever had on Adelaide what Roads. Happened? It was madness out there. Madness. So obviously the closures with the Velo. Yep. And then there was a crash on Anzac Highway. Um mm. Very uh, sad, fatal crash. Um, and then there was a crash on Tapley's Hill Road. I reckon I was in the car for about two hours yesterday, and every road I turned on was just chocker block. Is that really what happened to you? Yes. Well, I was in Glind, you know, up near Northeast Road, mm. and a car had blocked all the traffic, and no one could move for ages. We didn't move for 20 minutes, and <sighs> I got to Otis's basketball at halftime. That was the same as me on Anzac Highway. There you go. There you go. And I missed the start Snap. of Frankie's Year 6 choir performance thing and I oh my god it was uh, uh, but also it's wet again today people were also driving like idiots they were speeding past there was a lane on Tapley's Hill Road open and, and they sl- they sped past me on the left in a big white ute not disparaging ute drivers because I know you're a ute driver full respect to safe ute drivers I was just about to stand up for the ute drivers mm. out and about in town against you then but um, well, there, thank there, you for there knowledge was a dangerous ute driver on the road on taps Yesterday, right. so no, it was crazy. I, look, I know Velo obviously drives everyone nuts. Well, it pushes traffic, traffic away to mm. all the arterials. Yep. That's very, very true. <laughs> I don't even know what an arterial is. <laughs> well, isn't that one of these supply? Mm. I think supply so. roads that bring know. you into the city, or therefore. Yeah. Anyway, um, no, you're right. It was, it was absolutely crazy. Madness. Madness. Showers mm. easing today. Oh. Twenty-two. Still going to be pelting down. Uh, we're getting rain over the weekend with uh, Robbie Williams. Uh, Shouts tomorrow, point. 20 degrees. Cloudy on Sunday. Right. But no 21, rain. but no rain. No rain. She should be right for Robbie. Dry Robbie. <laughs> I'm getting sick as well. <laughs> so volume up for me at the end of the year. You know when you get to the end of the year and your body just actually starts yes. to shut yeah, down? Yeah, it does. You know what it is? It's the power of your mind, right? So picture oh. this. You're driving home and mm. you need to go to the toilet. Okay. Right? Mm. And then Number you one, get the there. <laughs> Dealer's <laughs> choice. To up to you. <laughs> so you're going to, you, you know what I mean? This is how powerful your brain can be. Yep. So you're driving home mm-hmm. and then you get and you pull in your driveway and you know you've been holding on for the last 20 minutes. But because you estimate how close and how long it's going to take you to get to the toilet from your car, you mentally work that out and you go, right, I'm releasing at this point. So... Because your mind's controlled that, if you had to go two further houses, you go, I'm not going to make it because you've already mentally released that you're going into your toilet oh. in about 32 seconds. So if you had to go 45 seconds up the road, you'd pull your pants. I'm, That's your mind. I'm not sure that what that has to do with me getting sick in December. <laughs> <laughs> but it's your mind because you're going... Now I'm, I'm thinking of you doing you know, <laughs> so That's great. You getting to the end of the year and then, and getting, then getting sick, sick. just sick. to get you there yeah. is... The equivalent of pooing your pants because you've got to go two hours oh. up. I told you, isn't is it, it phenomenal how your mind works? Not sure about your maths there. <laughs> SAFM's Beck and Soda. 
Hey, on a Friday, we get the Boss Flax report card and I'm feeling optimistic about this week's because he is in a ripping mood because he's found Lego on sale for Black Friday. <laughs> Lego Jay. He, he's, he's actually walked in. bringing in the Lego catalogue going, look what I found. He said, guys, have you got anything for Black Friday yet that uh, you know you can talk about? And I said, oh, I haven't really had a look yet. And he goes, look at this Lego piece I'm buying. <laughs> Very nice. I, I pretended to care, but I didn't. Okay, let's have a listen to what he's had to say this week. Watch out, Beck and Soda. It's time for your weekly report card. Beck, Soda, Flack the Boss here. Time for your weekly report card. And, um, Beck, the Christmas pageant was like a couple of weeks ago, and I know you were a clown, and it was a great experience, but you didn't have to go and downgrade to a clown car too. You bought yourself a new car, and it looks like it's the baby of your former car. <laughs> I got myself a second-hand Mini. I'm being realistic about my parking abilities. I wanted to get the smallest possible car, and do you know what else? She's got four seats, so I can never drive the whole family. Sorry, kids, I'll see you there. <laughs> Ouch, Beck! Just make the kids walk, why don't you? What happens when you go for an overseas holiday? Are they swimming there? Oh, oh no, she just makes them sit in economy. If you had all the money in the world, like Robbie Williams or Gordon Ramsay, who choose to fly their kids' economy while they uh, fly first class, would you fly the Bella in Craigburn Farm? I'm taking them all the way to the front. I've already done business class once. What was the best part? Probably the good looking Stuart looking after us and waking me up in the morning. Good morning! <laughs> <laughs> Hmm? Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to book flights on whatever airline Diana was flying on. But I'll tell you one thing for sure. It definitely wasn't Qantas. Right, Beck? Jetstar has always had a bad reputation for leaving on time. Now Qantas is worse. It's worse. <laughs> on the weekend, Tommy, tray table. I'm like, what? thank you, ma'am. You'd like me to put my tray table up since you asked so nicely. On Qantas? On Qantas. Why are they so you know grumpy? Why I'll tell you why. They don't turn staff over. Too many old people that oh. need to get out of the industry. <laughs> Please don't sue us, Qantas. Anyway, Soda, that was kind of rough, don't you think? True, but rough. And now for something that is not true, but just as rough. Over on Triple M, I was just doing a little bit of research and this popped up. Powderfingers, brief reformation. God, it was magnificent. Oh, how good is that? Did you know that the M in Triple M sounds magnificent? <laughs> no, all three of the M's. Yeah. It's oh, yeah, there's three. Magnificent, <laughs> magnificent, magnificent. <laughs> Triple means three. There are three M's in the logo. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure how you could have possibly messed that up, Beck. But I don't blame you for not having your head in the game because we're both witnessing the most disgusting thing we've ever seen right now. Soda, soda, stop that right now. The SAFM office is appalled by your behaviour, Mark. <laughs> you use our communal kitchen coffee table to rub your toe. Mate, to itch your toe. Oh, one goat. Get some spray and wipe from the kitchen and disinfect that table before I eat my sandwich on there at lunchtime. I'm still here. <laughs> when have you ever been here at lunchtime? Damn right, Soda. But then again, neither are you. And for that, I'm giving you an S this week for small car and scratching toes, respectively. Now, someone help me find the airline with the sexy stewards. Good morning. <laughs> this is SAFM's Beck and Soda. Soda, I'm a little bit uh, nervous about an event that I have tomorrow. Yeah, what is it? It is the Blackwood High School class of 93. 93, gee. 30-year reunion. Oh, excellent. That'd be a good fun, wouldn't it? 30 years. Well, I don't know because 
you know, you're seeing people you haven't seen for 30 yeah. years. You've changed a lot. They've changed a lot and things you had in common then. I don't know. And how do you encapsulate 30 years? But surely because Adelaide's so small, don't you see those people quite often? Have you still got friends from well, school? I've, yeah, I've got my core Blackwood girls that I see yeah. all the time, including Kaz who didn't invite me to schoolies. I can't believe I'm still friends with her. But the others, I kind of feel like you've lost contact for for a reason. Did you go to your thirty or your twenty? Have you, have you been oh, to your forty? God no. Yeah. I won't. No, I would never go. My school doesn't even exist anymore. They closed it down. <laughs> there was, it was horrible in Melbourne. It was like okay, I'll give you the equivalent. Think of um, a re- what would be a really tough, challenging school here. Well, I'm not going to name that well, because there'll be some good students at that school. And I... no, 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 I didn't say it's not good students, but I'm saying well, a school in a low socioeconomic area that was pretty tough, right? So think of like a northern suburbs high school where you get a nice mix of, you know, there's a few issues here and there, but there's some great kids mm-hmm, and everyone's mm-hmm. getting along. But mm-hmm. you know, it's not, it's not thirty thousand dollar a year private school. I went to a gumboot school. Anyway, they closed it down. The amount of drugs being dealt in that school was astounding. <laughs> Marijuana. Kids were stoned at lunchtime all the time. Um, so it was just, a, yeah, it was a pretty crap school. But anyway, um, so I've ne- no, no, I've got a good group of mates from the school yeah. that we've been mates with all the time. But I would not know. And to be honest, I could not care less or be interested in going to catch up with any yeah. of the others. I think it would be nice to reconnect. I think for me, I only went to the school for three years. So I don't remember a lot of people. So I feel right. like I'm going to need to take my little yearbook along. And translate. Yep. Um, anyone that's well known out of your school? Um, Didn't the Hilltop Hoods go to your school? Hilltop Hoods, <laughs> yeah, but one was they were, you either above or below. Oh, Brenton right. Raglis. Brenton Raglis oh, from Channel 9 News. Yeah. I, don't, I wonder if he's coming. I don't know. Oh. I don't know if don't he's Don't you coming. talk to Raglis? He went to the 10-year reunion, I yeah. remember, because we yep. were like doing newsreader chats. Like, <laughs> oh, hey, right. We were like, hi, Brenton. Yeah. Hi, Rebecca. Yeah. What's breaking news in your world? <laughs> you guys would have been fun. <laughs> yeah. oh, wow. That was down at the end. <laughs> and then I can't remember if I went to the 20th. Mm. I don't know. Anyway. Mm. I'll let you know how it goes. Um, do you know, it's quite a coincidence that you're going to your 30th because I got a call yesterday, right? Um, and now uh, one of the boys I played footy with years and years ago when I was growing up was a guy called Monster, right? Of course his <laughs> name was Monster. And I'll tell you why he's called Monster because he had the worst looking head I've ever seen. He was that ugly. He was called Monster. Oh, I'm sure his mum loved him. Yeah, I'm sure she did. A great body though. He looked a million bucks. He I'm looked listening. like Magic Mike, but he, he had a head like a busted ass, so they called him Monster, right? <laughs> Always. He's called Monster. Like anyway. sucked mango. I still speak to Monster probably every six months, right? We played footy 30 years ago when we were kids. Anyway, Monster calls me yesterday and he goes, hey mate, what's happening? I went, ah, oh, just the usual stuff. And he goes, I'm in Adelaide. I went, awesome. And he goes, and there's seven others from our footy club from Dandenong. Oh, God. Um, and Dan- Dandenong's a really rough area, right? Anyway, he goes, I've got them here. Rockbiter's with me, Spike, Megahead, all of us are here. And he said, what we need is you to put on a footy show for us for the next three days. Oh, God. And I've gone, are you here for the Adelaide 500? And he goes, what's that? I said, it's a V8 race. Super oh, no. So you were at the best time. Anyway, so yesterday they went down to Victor Harbour mm. and they play golf. So last night, anyone that was in that vicinity, oh, I apologise oh, no. because they would have been out of control. These blokes are now getting long in the tooth. Oh, I hope they stayed away from the penguins. Well, and so today they, they're playing golf at Lady Bay, then they're coming back. So they said to me, <laughs> right, you need to organise the next three days for us. These are blokes that I haven't seen. The other seven I wouldn't have seen mm. since... 31 oh, years. I've got an idea. Let's merge. Why don't oh, you put come the to the bl- together? <laughs> the blokes can come in and fire up the ladies. Mate, if these blokes walked into your school reunion, it would be shut down. These are the worst of the worst. <laughs> Just keep an From eye Dandenong out. in Victoria. Oh, no.
So I don't know what is going to happen, but I've booked them in for dinner tonight in the city and God help the people there because <laughs> seriously, these blokes are hungry and dangerous. <laughs> you're not going to go and chow down on some steak? Oh, no, I'll go and see them. Mm. Yeah, I'll go and see them and then I'm bailing. Because once they start, I will so. Mm. Once they start drinking, I said to them, I'll get you there for dinner and get them set up, and then I will be out of there quick smart because I do not need to be locked up this weekend. I'll take care of Monster on Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to SAFM's Beck and Soda. Every year we do expect traffic chaos with the Velo Adelaide 500 and the road closures, and you do just suck it up. You don't go anywhere near the the Decatabille roundabout. You. I always love on the news at this time of year, you always get the story with uh, the phone, the um, microphone in the car and someone's in the car going, oh, it's bloody terrible, mate. I've been waiting here for hours and I yeah, think yeah. you could just use the same interviews from the last five years and just keep rehashing them. Um, look, everyone knows, as you mentioned, and I think you turn around and you go, right, do you still want the, the event and the fun and the excitement and you just have a bit of an issue over on the east side of town? Absolutely, you just wear it, I think. Yeah. And you prepare for it, as many people do. But... Something's a little different. I reckon this year, maybe it was yesterday because of the rain and everything, but it feels like it wasn't just in that little located area. It feels like it went everywhere yesterday, the traffic. Yeah, yesterday I had to get um, from the city to Nova Gardens. I looked at my little Google Maps. Every road was that red. It was like a car park. Sadly, there was a crash on Anzac Highway that shut a lane down there. There was a crash on Tapley's Hill Road. I was trying to get to my daughter's year six. Uh, She had a choir performance and she had a solo. I missed it. I was was gridlocked in Anzac Highway. I was almost in tears. There was a second performance, luckily, at six. So I thought, I'll just duck home from the school. And by the time I got stuck in a crash on Tapley's Hill Road, I was actually turning around and heading straight back in. Thank God I caught it. But... People would have missed so many things yesterday. Well, we did. I was, uh, we were out, you know, near Glynd, um, mm. Paynham Road and uh, Glynburn Road, out that sort of area there. Yeah. Uh, went to take um, Otis to his basketball game, mm. his school basketball in the afternoon. We got there at half time <laughs> because the cars didn't move for 20 minutes and there was, the road was actually shut down at Glynd. Was there a crash out that way as well? Well, I assume it was the crash because <laughs> all you could see were a bit lights and that miles ahead. But by the time, 20 minutes didn't move. So I ended up getting Otis there at half time going, I'm sorry, guys. And they go, that's all right. We only got here at quarter time. Yeah. And then, so they hadn't even been able to start the game. And then that sort of, you know, when you get the deck of cards going, yeah, the domino effect. So then I got him off, dropped him off to there. And then I had to get into the track itself for work because mm. we had to film a hot lap for news. So oh. I had to ring them on the way in and go, I'm not going to get there for the <laughs> slot. So I got there half an hour late. You missed your hot lap. And I didn't get to do the hot lap for news with the Red Bull team, which I was oh, very excited no. about. Um, yeah. So we didn't get to do it, but I mean, but poor me. There would have yeah. been people, I don't know how Ridiculous. emergency services would have gone. There would have been people missing important appointments. Like 131060, what did you miss because of the traffic? I have never seen Adelaide so gridlocked as it was yesterday. Nothing was moving So you can anywhere. yesterday, Arvo. Because I'd love to know how much further did it go out, that mm. impact. You know what I mean? Because we're not talking your Dequetable Terrace uh, mm. Norwood area. It is just cocoa bananas nuts right now. Madness. It was a perfect storm of traffic chaos yesterday with the Velo 500 closures, which we know we have to put up. We then plan for and allow extra time, but there was a series of crashes that ringed the city yesterday that caused absolute gridlock uh, and chaos and would have caused people to run late or miss so many things. There were roadworks going on around the northeastern area as well. So we were blocked off at Glenburn Road, right? And there was a car there and nothing was going on. But then we got around the corner further. They were just starting to pull down all the roadblocks and open things up. And I'm going, 
Why are you doing um, <laughs> road, road timing? Yes, no, at this come time on, use while your there brains. was already that other stuff going on. Yeah, okay, we could, could schedule this. Where's the coordination? <laughs> oh dear, uh, Nicole in Gola, have you missed something due to traffic? I did. I didn't exactly miss it, but I was very late. So earlier this year, I got married, oh. but only just in time. Oh, Congrats! <laughs> your wedding? <laughs> yeah, my wedding. I was late to my own wedding. So uh, we were staying up in Allgate Valley mm-hmm. and had everything planned out, you know, nice, easy, half an hour trip up to Burbrook Forest, all planned, ready to go. Groom went, kids went, everyone went, and I finished getting my makeup done, and then we decided to leave. Mm-hmm. Traffic jam. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> so what we thought was going to be a half an hour yep. was then 50 minutes. Then it was 70 minutes, and then by the time we, we were there, we were almost an hour and a half late. Oh, Nicole, now, as a so, bride, you're meant to yeah. be fashionably late, but I think 90 <laughs> minutes, ex- what's, what tipping point is fashionably? 15 minutes? Um, 15, yeah. yeah, 20. <laughs> yeah. Was the groom yeah. starting to sweat? Did he think you'd got cold feet? You were a runaway uh, bride? Well, it was either that or he, uh, he knows how typically late I am to everything. So, <laughs> you know, he had to wait for me for like 30-odd years, so hey, I think he could wait a little bit longer. <laughs> oh, another wet one out there. Take care on the roads today, people. SAFM's Beck and Soda. Hey, coming up this Sunday, the Crows AFLW side. Who are the superstars? I mean, they are the pace setters in the competition over the past seven years since it started. They are playing for a spot in the grand final against the Kangaroos. Their superstar skipper, and I'm not using superstar out of context here, is Chelsea Randall. She joins us. Morning, Chelsea. Good morning. Let's get to the footy later. Uh, congratulations on Thank the new bud last time we saw you. Uh, you yeah. she was, he was just about to be born. Yeah, yeah. We weren't sure as well what gender we mm. were going to have. So, yeah, a beautiful boy, Tommy. Um, right. He's a month old today. So, Aww. yeah. Time's okay. Flown. How did the name come about, Tommy? Uh, well, actually, we went through lots of different names, but um, I actually went scrolling through a heap of Croatian names because MJ yes. is Croatian. Um, and so we ended up, I was like, oh, I'm not sure if we are kind of, you know, connected to any of the names. And then right. I saw a name, um, Thomas Slav, and I was like, oh, I'm not a huge fan of Thomas Slav, <laughs> <laughs> but I like Tommy. And yeah. so instead of spelling it T-O-M-M-Y, because yes. Y doesn't exist in Croatian alphabet, oh. Um, we just spelled it T-O-M-I. So that's how you would pronounce it in Croatian. Yeah, a bit of a Croatian spin. Brilliant. Love it. Love the Brilliant. backstory. Uh, now, I've got to ask, because the first game Tommy came along to a couple of weeks ago, I noticed that MJ was there while you were playing and little Tommy had his Crows jumper on. Yeah. But it had number 32 on the back, <laughs> which, of course, was MJ's number she wore in the premierships. And, Charles, you're number 26. Yes, how did 32 end up on the back, not 26, when you were actually playing out there? I know, right? I really wanted 26 on there. Yeah. <laughs> um, however, the jumper that we've got with 26 is like a size 2, and um, that was just going to be massive on him. Right. I don't think it would even fit like at all. So, um, yeah, no, the, the one that we've got has 32, and that was a size 0. I'm learning all about these sizes oh, yeah. and how complicated yeah, it all yeah. is, like the four zeros, triple zeros, two zeros. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Was, yeah. and if you get the seasons wrong, then oh you might gosh. never get them to yeah. wear something well, you've actually, been given. Uh, yeah, I think <laughs> yeah. someone bought me like a, a double zero, but it's going to be like a singlet kind of thing. I'm like, that's going to be winter time. Oh, yeah. no, that's not going to work. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Well, I didn't know whether the jumper, I thought maybe this is a paper rock 
says is because, I mean, both his mums are premiership stars. And <laughs> you, normally you just get the choice of one, you know, mum yeah. or so forth like that. But you've got both that played in flags. It's a tough one. Yeah, maybe we should just add the numbers together or something. And yeah. Like, what would that be? Yeah. <laughs> now, the fact you're um, playing in finals, does that mean that uh, you're uh, getting out of some of the night uh, night? disruptions or uh, look MJ has been amazing uh, honestly she has been a superstar and so we generally do like I'll do a, a 10 o'clock feed because um, mm. he's taking the bottle and, and breastfeeding so um, we'll do a 10 o'clock feed and I'll bath him and she'll kind of sleep from 9.30 wake up at like 2.30 yeah. yep. so she'll kind of get a few hours in and I'll kind of go to bed at like 11.30 and then she'll do the rest of the feed what a so, team yeah two woman team you know <laughs> yeah. just working it out getting shit done <laughs> you've got double the multitasking going on in the household. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, trying. She's so competent. Oh, look, she's very competent. I'm just, I'm just surviving. So, no. <laughs> um, now, Chelsea, on Sunday, of course, you win, you go into a grand final. Yeah. Um, you had a little hiccup in the finals a couple of weeks ago, mm. but you bounced back and well done to you too. A couple of goals on the weekend against the Swans. You led the way and just smashed them. Yeah, no, it was a great game. Good response for our mm. girls and good confidence to keep our season alive, which we had to do. We had to win that game to keep going. And now we get versus... Um, North Melbourne this weekend on Sunday, so should be another hot contest. So can't wait for it. Good luck. Um, Thank you. Going to Forest. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we want to hear. I love that. I love that. that. A huge commitment. I'll be brother. decking you into the <laughs> no, crow scarf no, next no, and I'll, everything. I'll break out in a rush. Actually, <laughs> we've got to get a jumper for Beck, a crow's jumper for yes. the weekend. We just got to work out whether it's going to have thirty-two on the back 26 or twenty-six. For sure, this time I'm going to win this one. <laughs> hey, all the best, Chelsea. Thanks, and I'm so happy to see that little Tommy's having a great time with you and MJ. Thank you. This is SAFM's Beck and Soda. Sunday night. Yes, Robbie's in town. Hopefully he's practising the word Adelaide. I caught up with a buddy who went to the Melbourne concert. Yeah. Got a little message. Uh, fantastic. You're going to love it. Yeah. He is at his all-time best. Did he tell you, though, he made a little boo-boo in the Melbourne concert? No. Yeah. What happened? You know how the artists always like, I love to be you, Adelaide. Like, like you can see them sort of yeah. insert city here. Yeah. Well, keep in mind when you listen to this. He is in the very, very parochial city of Melbourne when he drops this clangor. Do you reckon it's a blue? A yeah, blue yeah, so he's got yeah. Sydney, yeah. Do you rock harder than Melbourne? But he's caught yeah, himself because he's yeah, obviously yeah. seen some faces in the crowd doing yeah, a slow right. head shake or maybe an angry fist shake. But you could imagine, because you know sometimes when you wake up, or wake up and you say, what's today? And you go, uh, Wednesday's the Thursday. Surely for someone like Robbie Williams, when you're on a plane all around the world, yeah. you're doing concerts every yeah. day, yeah. you could sit there and turn around and go, right. Where am I Where today? Am I? am I in Copenhagen? Oh, God, no. I'm in Hobart. I, I have heard some artists get it written down in the pit so they can look yeah. at it. And you can always tell they don't know Adelaide when they pronounce it like Adelaide, like they've never seen the word before. You've got to clap the syllables when you're trying to learn Adelaide. Yeah. Adelaide. Great to be back. And they've never been here before. <laughs> Great to be back here. I, someone's obviously is told it? him though about the Sydney-Melbourne rivalry, which is yeah. why he's he, tried no, to no. use it. Because, you know, Robbie obviously has taken this wonderful likening to AFL football yeah. since he did the grand final last year. Yeah. And there's a guy who plays for Carlton called Tom DeConney. Yeah. He's created a song and he sang it at the concert about... 
Um, and it's, you know, John Paul Young, Love is in the Air? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Love is in the Air. He's doing the Connings in the Air about oh. him taking hangers. Didn't he make a song about Ange Pastor, Pastor Coglu as Yes, well? he did. Yep. Yep. Obviously, the uh, soccer coach doing wonderful things mm. from Australia um, over with Tottenham Hotspur. Oh, he's an honorary Australian. We, we have searched around. We're pretty yep. sure we have the last tickets to give away to Beautiful. a Robbie Sunday night. <sighs> are we going to do a second of Robbie? We are. You're listening to SAFM's Beck and Soda. Got a secret, can you keep it? Beck and Soda, secrets of the suburbs. Untold secrets. Unbelievably true. Only on SAFM. What are you hiding? What secrets do you have? One thing we've discovered over the past few months, there are a lot of people keeping things close to their chest, but just really wanted to get it out. It's cathartic. Mm. to unburden yourself but you can do that anonymously with us we will disguise your voice so you can feel free of it without really dobbing yourself in if you like $5,000 on the line for the best one we're still counting them down we're counting down Uh, let's go to number six anonymous tell us your story well a friend of mine who loves beef jerky knows all the textures knows everything about it the flavours the works everything he knows the invitation for beef jerky nothing can fool him and I decided to play a game with him. So, your mate, tell us about his love for beef jerky. Why does he love it so much? I think it's a food fetish. He just loves it. He'll eat it day and night. So he thinks he's a bit of an expert. Does he reckon he can identify the flavours and tastes? Yeah. So if, you, if you're if you making it, he'll know that it's homemade. If it's uh, come from a packet-wise, he'll know that as well. All right, Anonymous, so tell us, what is your secret? Well, I decided while watching an AFL game to swap the contents with Smackos. And what I'd done was I went up to him with the packet, but I've already previously swapped the contents and opened it in front of him to look like I've just opened the packet. And I said, there you go. As he was eating it, I sort of had the look of, Oh, this is disgusting. But he enjoyed it. He could not taste the difference. And he actually ate the whole packet. (laughs) This is fantastic. (laughs) So the plan that you come up with, it had to be executed perfectly, like with opening and so forth. Um, Were you nervous? Yes, but I was using the, uh, watching the AFL game as a distraction. This is very clever. You are a cunning friend. Or a devious friend. (laughs) Were you worried that it might make him sick? Actually, I was because I didn't think it was. I was sort of like looking at it. I thought, well, we didn't have an immediate reaction. I thought, ooh, could this play down the track? And I thought, I'll see what happens over the next couple of days or at least for the week uh, just to see how he was. But no, he was fine. I went, ooh, thank God for that. You're watching him eat the schmackos while he's entranced in the AFL game. Was he really enjoying the schmacko? Yes, I think it's a combo. It was a combo deal, the, the, the AFL and the beef jerky, but he said it was one of the best ones he's actually had. That's fantastic. How did you keep a straight face while he was sitting there eating dog food next to you? I was trying, but I kept on, had to move away kind of thing because I was laughing and also at the same time going, oh, yuck. While you're observing him over the next week or so, did you notice anything in his behaviour? No, but I was doing the smacko ad kind of jokes throughout the week, uh, which he didn't pick up on. Did he sit and beg and roll over? 
I did say he had a nice shiny coat. <laughs> How close are you guys as friends? Oh, yeah, we're, cl- we're, we're definitely close. Um, and until he, because uh, he got a job in the USA, so he moved over. And by the time I was meant to tell him what I actually did, I forgot about it and then went, oh, too late now. Oh, he's gone. At any stage, did he try to hump your leg? <laughs> oh, hell no. No way. <laughs> But I'll tell you what, he, he did play with the other dogs in the park. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you've been dining out on this bloody story for years, haven't you? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so now he's in America, there's no chance he's actually going to hear this. He'll, he'll never know. Oh, no, no. He'll definitely hear about it. But I reckon it will be, first it will be denial that it never happened. Then his other reaction probably is, how dare you? And the other one was going, yeah, well played. That is fantastic. Anonymous, how long have you kept this secret? Uh, for over, about, yeah, over six years. I can just imagine that every time you think about this situation, does it bring you great joy and mirth? Oh, it makes me want to keep playing the Smackos ad. Anonymous, I've got to say, for keeping that secret for nearly seven years, you're a good boy. Oh, yes. I was begging. Who's a good boy? He's a good boy. Well done, Anonymous. Thank you so much for sharing the call. I absolutely love it. I had a smack of a good time. That's a lego, that's a lego for Smackles. SAFM's Beck and Soda. Beck, it's been a huge week here in SA, obviously with the passing of Grant Stevens' sons, Charlie, mm. and then also Jason Doig was the police officer over near Bordertown. Um, but there's also been some great joy at that time, and Peter Malinowski, the Premier, joins us. Uh, Pete, congratulations to you and Annabelle on baby number four. Yeah, thanks, Soda. It's it's been a a little light in our lives. We're mm. we're really wrapped, and Annabelle and George are doing well. But it's sort of been that unbridled joy um, mixed with some, you know, sad news at the beginning of the week that I think South Australians are still trying to get their heads around. Yeah. So, you had 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 baby George when all this tragedy unfolded. It would have been such a roller coaster of emotion for you to deal with. Yeah. Um, George was born Thursday last week, and mm. you know everything went really well, and we were wrapped, and then. And the early hours of Friday morning, things started to unfold with uh, the loss of Jason Doyd and that terrible shooting. Um, and and then I was speaking to the, the commissioner throughout the course of the day on Friday uh, last week, you know, talking about the situation in the southeast and what it meant for the police force. And then um, only a few hours later on, on Friday night, that tragedy unfolded. It was pretty confronting, and mm. to, to, to say the least. But um, Annabelle and I um, have had the pleasure of getting to know Grant and Emma over the years were sort of had this sort of sense of happiness with what happened with George, but like every other South Australian, we're devastated at the loss of a loss of life that's had a big impact on the Sapol family. But I think one thing for everyone here that has heard about what has happened, God, it makes you stop and reflect on life and how precious it is. And I think so many people have probably wrapped their arms around their kids a hell of a lot more oh. this week than they have over the past couple of months. I think that's bang on, Soda just shows you the fragility of life and mm. how precious it is and how quickly it can be it can be lost and i think the commissioner's uh, letter that he um, that he released uh, referring to charlie as as 101 drives home that there are a hundred other south australian families who don't have a profile who have also been going through this grief this year exactly and you know all life is precious mm. um, young and old you know when we get behind the wheel of a car and i think this is the great credit to, to grant that he would seek to push this message even under, under his own tragedy. Um, but when we get behind a wheel of a car, we accept responsibility, and it's important that we treat that that seriously. And like we're all guilty of it 
I've been distracted in the driving the car before, you know, worried about what's going on in the back seats, telling the kids to stop fighting or whatever it might be. But in an instant, you know, we can be at the end of a tragedy. So we're just going to be as vigilant as we can when we're on the roads and accept our responsibility when we get behind that wheel. Absolutely, Pete. Um, uh, just changing pace that little bit and going back to George, uh, talking about life and new life. Mate, that's four kids now, isn't it? Four. Yeah, four. Right. And, that, and that's it. That's it. Jeez, <laughs> well, uh, I, I was going to say, because uh, so three years is the gap between George and Eliza. And yeah. Eliza, right. So at that point, you just thought, you know what, we just need another one to spark up the Malinowskis family. <laughs> well, well, you know, we just, we just wanted to throw in a bit more chaos in our lives. But for it, we're, we're tapping the mat now and we feel, we feel very fortunate. <laughs> is it too personal to ask whether she's trotting you off for the snip? <laughs> Oh, uh, yes, it is. Uh, it is way too personal, Pete. Do not answer uh, that. Uh, okay, I won't, I won't answer that. Or, unless, oh, of course, say, you want to say, answer it. No, 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 that's okay. But um, it's, it's fair to say, I don't think I'd be the only father of four where this is the topic of conversation. So. Absolutely, absolutely, Pete. Um, now, George, too, I, I saw uh, four kilos, is that right? Yeah, 4.14 is a, is a big little thing, which is great. You should see the mitts on him, Soda. Hopefully he's catching the footy in a few years' time. Well, Pete, I know the other night we were talking about it on the news and saying, look, he's a big boy. He has got the sort of hands that he will be lining up at centre-half forward for Adelaide Uni Footy Club, the Blacks, won't he? No, Port Adelaide. I'd love, I'd, 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 <laughs> Port would be a dream come true, but if he's anything like his old man, the aspiration might be too too high. But um, but no, no, not long as he's in, if he enjoys his sport or, or whatever he does, mm. then... Um, his mother and I will be very happy. Um, Pete, what did you weigh in at when you were born? Do you know? I, I know I was over eight pounds, but right. but on the old metric, I think George is well over nine. So yeah, yeah so he's, he's a fair bit bigger than, than I was, that's for sure. Well, congratulations, Premier. We'll let you get back uh, to the family, but thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Soda. Thanks, Beck. Uh, good on you, Premier. Um, can I just check? Mm. Did you just ask the Premier if he'll be having a procedure? Yeah. Yeah, look, it's probably a little bit intimate to be thinking what? about that. What in what point in your brain did you go? Hey, I might ask uh, Pete well, whether testament to the premier. He's mm. like a he's like a mate to South Australians. I feel very familiar with him, but I probably crossed <laughs> the line. Apologies, apologies, premier. There's familiar, <laughs> and there's invading personal <laughs> space it's and mindset. Absolutely. Hey, uh, you know, George, uh, four point one kilos. Mm-hmm. That's nine pounds on the old scale. That is a big, healthy it's boy. A big boy. That's a big boy. You know what I want to do? Well, what do I want to do this. Beck and Soda's Gallery of Greats. Baby George tipping the scales. Little Georgie Malinowskis at 4.1 kilos, 9 pounds. Right. Who was or who's bigger than George at okay. birth? Can we find the biggest baby? <laughs> How big were your babies? Nah, little. Uh, Felix, 2.5 kilos. Ooh, little ones. Were so, they early? Tiny, uh, three day, uh, three weeks. Sorry, I reckon they're all about three yeah, weeks, okay. two, three weeks. That's so 38, 39 months. Yeah, mine were pretty average, like three point seven. Yeah, or something. Um, so four point one is pretty big. All right, thirteen, ten, sixty. How big was your baby, or how big were you at birth? Can we? I'm, I'm sure we can top nine pounds, mm. but can we get some really big, healthy units? And we will induct the biggest baby who might yeah. be grown up now yep. into our gallery yeah. of greats. And while we're talking surgery, how many stitches? No, 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 kids, no. Oh, sorry, oh. is it making you uncomfortable? All right, thirteen, Try ten, sixty. Beck and Soda's Gallery of Greats. I just had a chat to Pete Malinowskis. Uh, look, we've had a huge time in South Australia. Obviously, the the tragedy that happened with um, 
God, you stop and think about it, don't you? The tragedy that happened with the police commissioner's son yeah. and obviously the, the other police the other day, and then Pete's had a baby, and it's all this roller coaster of emotions. That, the circle of life. Yeah, the whole city is living through. Um, so we thought in, in celebration of Pete and Annabelle and number four, Georgie, he's 4.1 kilos, back, which is around nine pounds. Then we thought, Gallery of Greats, can we find the biggest baby in Adelaide? All right, let's go to Courtney in Brakunga. How big were you when you were born? Uh, I was nine pound five, which is about four point three. Ooh, ouch! That's got to hurt. Does your mum remind you about it? <laughs> oh, all the time. <laughs> all right, your beating baby George, uh, Alicia in Virginia. Uh, uh, how old was your baby? I mean, how well zero when he was born. <laughs> Um, my son Conrad was 4.46 kilos, and Four the doctor said he's off the charts as a toddler. Right, let's have a look. 4.46 kilos. Do you know that in the old weight? Yeah, it's about nine pounds seven eight. Wow! Ooh, oh. Almost a ten pounder. Mm. Yeah, that's a good one. All right. So what are we up to? 4.4. 4.46. So we're talking 9.8 pounds. Right over an A. Uh, we're going above 4.4. What have we got? Hey, Force? Soda. Hey, Beck. G'day. Hey. How you going, got? girlfriend? Um, <laughs> good, good you're all right, Soda. Um, I'm, all right, so I gave birth to um, a 10-pound fiver. That is 4.69 kilos. So, yeah, um, you know, just shy of a bag of spuds, a big <laughs> bag of spuds. Um, Renee, can I ask, what's his name? Uh, his name is Tyson. He just turned 16. And when I was pregnant with him, like, because I'm only sure, I weigh, uh, like, I'm probably about 160 centimetres tall and I weighed 50, and uh, my, my general weight is about 50 kilos. So yeah. carrying that was humongous. I put on 40 kilos when I was pregnant oh, with him. Yay. Wow. And did they have to take it out the sunroof? Uh, yes, they did. Yes, <laughs> because my body, like, you know, we were dilating and then we yep. were not. <laughs> we went backwards. So, yeah, cesarean yeah. for that one. Well done, Renee. Perfect. So that's what, 4.6 kilos, a 10.5 pounder. Uh, Michelle from Largs North. Okay, Michelle, you're tipping the scales at what? I'm tipping the scales at 5.2 <gasps> kilos. Ooh. What? So in the old measurements, that's 11 pound, 10 ounces. Oh. And he was born at 37 weeks. Did they get him out because he was so big, Michelle? Uh, yeah, I'm type 1 diabetic, so we have to, like, um, oh. we usually go into labour or they'll induce labour or they'll bring the baby on uh, two weeks prior just to stop yep. that um, getting bigger. Um, and they said at 37 weeks, whoa, well, he's over 10 pounds. What are you doing next Thursday? I said, I guess I'm having a baby. <laughs> and so they put me in for the cesarean. And when he was born, the anesthetist said to me, oh, well, he weighs five kilos. I said, don't talk to me in kilos. I'm old school. Tell me in pounds yep. and ounces. And then when he told me 11 pounds, 10, I actually gave him a backhand. I said, you're wrong. Go and um, measure it. Go weigh him again because you're wrong. He's not that heavy. Wow. Good on you, Michelle. Okay, here we go. 13, 10, 60. Give us a buzz. What was the weight? Uh, so we're sitting at four. What are we? 5.27 kilos. Wow. 11 pounds. Okay. Okay. Yikes. Gallery of greats. Adelaide's biggest baby. We're going to find bigger. Oh, yeah, I reckon I'm, we're going to find bigger. 13, 10, 60, I've got pain in my pelvis hearing this. <laughs> Me too. Oh, I can feel it as yeah. well. Yeah. I was say, yeah. girls, this is Gosh. scary. I know you're feeling it. Lynn in Littlehampton, what do you got for us? <laughs> uh, I had a 11 pound, 7.5 ounce baby. So <laughs> What's that? Over 5 kilos. <laughs> 5.32 kilos. Yeah. 
Oh, oh Lynn, how's your pelvic floor when you sneezed out? Uh, it's not the best anymore. <laughs> um, Lynn, while you were pregnant, did, did you get the feeling that you knew the baby was going to be a big one? Well, no, they told me all through that he was just average size. Right. So it was a bit of a shock. Right. And, and who is he? What's his name? His name's Jake. How old's Jake now? He's 25 now. Oh, is he a big boy? Yeah, he's six foot five and, oh. and yeah. There you go. Very big shoulders, Jake, very broad. Yeah. Lynn, kept growing. congratulations and bravo to you for doing the hard work. <laughs> All right, is that, is that, Thanks as, very much. Is that as heavy? Is as that we got? Is oh, that no, as, there's, there's, it's still there's going. A, oh, there's another All right, one. here we go. Uh, Jess from the Barossa. All right, Jess, you're going to top 5.32 kilos? I am, yes. What do you got? He's 5.4 kilos. <gasps> Ooh, 12 pounds. That's a 12-pounder. 12-pound baby, yep, oh. natural. He was my first. Uh, and, and what's his name? There's nothing natural about that. <laughs> he's Leo. Leo, right. And how old's yep. Leo now? He's eight years old now. He's got um, adult size feet. He's size six. <laughs> wow. At eight years old, yep. Oh, he's that huge. is brilliant. Oh, um, Jess. Yeah. Jess. Mum had to go and buy um, new clothes for him when he was first born. He was in three zero clothes. He was that big. <laughs> wow. Wow. So all yep. the stuff you'd got for him. And ready in preparation, we just all went to waste. Yep. Oh, yep. Didn't fit him. Oh, oh wow. Just, okay. So it was delivered naturally. How, how did you go downstairs? Uh, yeah, it, yeah, it's uncomfortable. Okay. <laughs> it, it wasn't pleasant, that's for sure. Um, Jess, let's move on quickly and do this. <laughs> you have been added to Beck and Soda's Gallery of Grace. Jess, you and Leo are now in our gallery of greats. You're going on to the Wall of Fame for Adelaide's biggest baby. Uh, congratulations. So you're going to get the golden grater, and we'll also send you a very nice little prize as well to go with that. Oh, beautiful. Thank you so much. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that is absolutely magnificent. Thank you. Hey, Jesse, you're in the running for family holiday of the Gold Coast too. Oh, amazing. Thank you so much. There you right. go. Nice wow. work, Jess. Ouch. Ouchie, <laughs> ouchie, ouch. ouch. Wow. Crossing five, my legs thinking of that. 5.47 kilos. Mm. God, yeah. I bought... Um, no, <laughs> seriously. What, tell me, what you, tell me what you, I, what's I bought a three-point-something kilogram watermelon the other day at the supermarket, and I thought, yeah. geez, that's heavy, and that's nearly, uh, yeah. nearly two liters. Imagine getting that out something yeah, the okay. size of a pea. Well done, Jess. Sorry, it's just anatomy, guys. It's what we have to do. Yeah, I'm, Women. I'm, I'm just talking about the size of the babies. Bloody heroes, a lot of us. <laughs> this is SAFM's Beck and Soda. My name's Robbie Williams. He's headlining the Velo Adelaide 500 on Sunday night. We are so excited. What are you thinking about the set list? I think I said earlier in the week, I reckon Angels will be the encore. It'll be there and at the will end. sing along. So I've had uh, yeah, a friend go to the Melbourne concert. Uh, I've got another mate on Saturday night. So what about Saturday night? He's actually playing a really, really regional winery in Warren Ponds in Victoria. Oh, wow. Oh. Which is like boondocks, right? Yeah. It's sort of, if everyone's ever been to the surf coast, you know, outside of Geelong and that, he's going to be there. Travis Boat Country. Uh, sort of, yeah, he is. He's actually probably not that far out of there. Um, anyway, the people that have been so far just said it is great. It is the hits. Right. None of this new stuff or old, you know, old yeah, stuff yeah, that's yeah. obscure. Yeah, all right. We've got your tickets. You have to jump through a hoop for us. You have to be a true Robbie fan. We're going to play you one second of Robbie. John in Davram Park, do you know you, Robbie? Oh, oh, a little bit. Yeah, all right. Worth the crack, buddy. Have a listen. Thank you. Do you know it, Rob? Uh, John? Mm. Oh, is it 
Uh, Angels? No, it's not, brother. Well played. Good, good I'm, crack, though. You I thought I had Robbie on the phone. No, yeah, Robbie, hey, what song are you singing? Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine if we got Robbie? I'd be pooing my pants right now. Uh, Jane in Mawson Lakes. Take a listen. Is it Better Man? <sighs> it's not, Jane. Hey, thank you so much for having a crack. Kelly in Parafield Gardens. Kel, here you go. Have a little listen. What is it, Kel? Is it come undone? She's done. Yes. Cal, well played. And look, apologies to the many, 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 many people I can see on the screen waiting to have a crack. Good on you, Cal. It's one of those ones where you know the instrumental, absolutely, but it's just whether you can work out which song it is. But you knew the music straight away, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Uh, Are you a big Robbie fan? Massive. I actually come up in my memories the other day that seven years ago I won a trip on SAFM to see Robbie Williams at the world famous rooftop. Oh, did you? What was it it like? It was so amazing. I met a really amazing person there. She is actually friends with Rose McManus and she met him. So she's been a nice person to be friends with. Oh, right. So you. So not only on SAFM have you won tickets to Robbie before, you're going again, and you've met a new friend when you were there last oh, time. Yeah. yeah. Um, Kel, just imagine who you might meet on Sunday night. Hmm. Oh, Robbie. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. I, I tell you, there were a couple of girls in, where were they? I think they were on the Gold Coast, two sisters, and they decided old school, Kel, to uh, lift the tops up at Robbie. Mm. And he was that excited. He was thanking them for their audience participation. (laughs) So, Kel, I'm not suggesting you do that or anyone does that, but that will certainly get his attention. I probably wouldn't have a husband (laughs) when I come home. God, if I I did that, he'd have to get the bloody binoculars out, (laughs) wouldn't he? (laughs) SAFM's Beck and Soda. Six to nine weekdays. SAFM.